Hello everyone, and welcome to an episode of Week and On Fleek. <laughs> or apparently Masterpiece Theater. Masterpiece Week and On Fleek. <laughs> he genuinely, he has a book in his hand as well. So, and a pipe. And no, not really. Hi everyone. pipe. I'm Richard. This, I'm Katrina. Yes. And we are back for another episode. Today, we shall be tackling Disney. However, because Disney is a gargantuan beast of a monstrosity of beauty and wonder and terror and everything else, <laughs> um, we have pondered long and hard as to how we would approach Disney and in, in, which way, in what way, ugh, I can't talk, in which ways we would do it. So for our inaugural Disney episode, we have chosen a very select small amount of films to tackle. We are doing um, what I guess you would call New Era Disney female protagonist musical animated films. Okay. I approve of this message. I would to a certain point new new age Disney minus Frozen 2 we did not delve into that I wanted to do Frozen Pond. 2. I pushed for and Frozen And I did two. not. And my co-host and the producers vetoed me, so I would just like it on the record. Three out of four. I tried to get Frozen 2 in this discussion. And you know what? Let's have a... It can be included in a future discussion. However, for this one, it just seems to be like the odd man out. So let's 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 talk about these three... Heavy hitters. Okay. So the three films that uh, fit this definition with the time frame that we have selected are um, starting with Tangled, chronologically speaking, and then moving to Frozen, followed by Moana. Those are our three movies that we have selected. This excludes uh, Disney animated films that had a female protagonist like Brave, that were not musicals. There's no one singing in Brave, which is perhaps one of its problems. But that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> um, so Everything's made better with song. Yes. Just admit it. It's true. So we have these three movies, um, more new era Disney, with female-led protagonists. And I, for one, wanted to tackle this kind of a thing because... Disney's female-led animated musical films have a somewhat murky legacy. While there are wonderful films out there with beautiful music and a great many nice things to them, women in animated films have not always had the best portrayal. Fair to say. Interesting. Keep talking. So oftentimes they're relegated to being rather powerless Oftentimes, they're damsels in distress who are rescued in the end by uh, a gentleman. Oftentimes, their romances seem to be rather instantaneous and rather shallow. Um, I could go on. Do you have any other Well, I'm just running through the critiques? list of um, Disney animated films that I love. And I'm like, oh, yep, check, check. Yep, mm -hmm. yes, you're right on that one, that one. And that one, and that one, and that one. Okay, so there are some. But I think as, maybe as a whole, I feel like Disney maybe have been a little progressive in a sense of 
pushing uh, feminine uh, power, but certainly with these three films, feminine power is to the max volume level, for sure. Well, and I would also say that um, I think that these three films represent Disney attempting to be aware of the the faulty parts of their formula that they've used heretofore and actively attempting to correct that and so um, they woke so that yes they, they woke. is woke um and so i think it's interesting to see what does a woke disney film look like and obviously we have ones prior to this for example mulan uh is a great Ooh. example yeah, of uh of a progressive female voice within the genre but even that one has problematic elements to it consider the fact that her romantic lead is her commanding officer essentially she done gone and hooked up with her boss i mean come on guys it's it's problematic me too which is why i'm just kidding well no Um... you 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 jest but that character his character in the film will not be in the new Mulan for that precise reason, they said, in response to what we have learned what? from the Me Too movement, that character will not be a part of the live-action Mulan film. It will instead, uh, the character has been kind of split in two, and those two different aspects of her, I guess, will be covered with two new characters. Why, why can't she fall in love with her commanding officer? I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure how I'm going to answer that. <clears throat> okay, so I understand. I understand. It's a power uh, dynamic. They don't want it to be portrayed that the woman is uh, falling in love and having a relationship with someone who's in a position of power over her, which I completely understand. But, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen or can't happen in general. Sure, sure. Do we? Do we? You know blindly go about saying that well, that's impossible so are you happen. saying that disney is over woke <laughs> yes you can be over woke excessively woke excessively woke so we're gonna <laughs> maybe we'll get <laughs> on into this, that on this on this particular topic maybe we'll get into that even with these three films okay let's go so let <laughs> us proceed we 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 tangented off for a minute there, folks. We're back on track. We're going to talk about these three movies. Is tangented a word? No, but it is now. <laughs> um, so we we chose, I believe 2010 was our kind of starting point chronologically. So we went from that point to uh, basically a decade's worth of films. So, Week and Fleek. Mm. Katrina, please... Okay. Give us your week. Give the weakest. So Moana and Tangled and Frozen mm-hmm. and uh, possibly be stoned in the street. But here I go. Um, the weakest of the three is Frozen. And no, my heart is not frozen. It has not been pierced by Elsa's crazy, amazing power. <clears throat> um, it was definitely affected, of course by the crazy amazing power of song that is all up in Frozen and I will just say right now that the second I saw it in the theater with my brother who took me as a nice gesture thanks bro it was great I loved it um but I was like this was not made for film this was made for the stage Mm. they 100% 
were going to put this on the stage almost immediately and I was right just putting that out there right now and not that that causes a problem but it 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 read more like a play mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to be a bad thing uh, I think it works to its credit it came up with some fantastic songs some great ensemble things like the frozen heart at the very beginning of the film and love is an open door um and some other things where people are singing together like those are classic stage kind of things that would work um and they're very catchy songs sure yeah they're very catchy songs you know they they stick with you um obviously let it go is stuck with us perhaps more than anyone ever wanted it to but Correct. Uh, they they are very catchy. They are things that uh, you will, whether you want to or not, they will be in your head somewhere. You will hear them and think about them. Yeah, and this is not a bad thing. Um, I I'm you know stating that I love this film too, um, and there's some good things about it, um, for sure. But in general, compared to the other two, I find it to be uh, weaker, less enjoyable. Um, it didn't have as much, uh, for me, chemistry, I guess, uh, between the romantic story in the storyline and the romantic storyline. Um, and that wasn't the, you know, the focus of Frozen. The relationship that was most talked about was a familial relationship between Anna and Elsa um, <clears throat> and that was great. That was nice. So maybe I didn't like it as much because it didn't have as strong a romantic. Mm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's part of it for me. Um, I, I feel like the writing was not as strong as the other two. And um, despite all its many virtues, um, including the music, which I've already talked about, I feel like it's just the weakest. So, there you go. Go for it, what you think. I shall not be stoning you in the streets. Okay. Um, Because I agree with you. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! Frozen is also my weakest film. Although, um, mine are for different reasons than you, and perhaps you'll disagree with my reasons. I feel like this film is... uh, I I like it, and, and I should preface it with that. Um, I do not love it, but I do like it. Um, and watching it the second time, I think I liked it a little more than I did the first time, surprisingly. Um, one of my biggest issues with this movie is I feel like it tries to be apologetic, um, but also continues to engage in the same sort of thing that it's apologizing for. Um, it has... An empowered woman, you know, Elsa has these powers, but at the same time, you get her sister, who is not an empowered woman. It has a queen, uh, but it also has a princess. It has a um, a questioning or a critical eye towards instant romance, and then it basically gives us a pretty instant romance at the same time. It's like it's trying to have its cake and eat it too. It's saying, oh, well, here we're giving you a, a powerful, dynamic female 
but we're also giving you her sister who needs desperately to be saved by other people around her. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I like your point. And that maybe goes to uh, what we were saying before about Disney be too woke. Exactly. And like some, and not just Disney, just in our society in general, like some we've we've gotten to this point where we're so hyper aware of of people and our own emotions and people feeling marginalized and and then empowering those people who have previously felt mar- marginalized to the point where it's like we we can't focus or feature anything. Um, any special quality or anything because it's like you're going to offend somebody. So we got to throw it all in there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so nobody is offended or we don't talk about it at all. So that's an interesting point to bring up. And it's probably, probably very true. And it seems obvious now that you said it. Well, and while I bash this film, I agree with you. It has some really great music. It has some great uh, voice actors in it. Um, I love Kristen Bell. I'm pretty sure that if she uh, read the encyclopedia, I would tune in. Because she'd probably find a fun way to read it. Especially when she got to sloths. Because that woman has a serious sloth fixation. <laughs> um, YouTube it, guys. It's pretty epic. So, um, I love a lot of the cast that's around here. They're talented performers. Visually, it, it's you know up to disney standards it's a it's a beautiful looking film um i like mm-hmm. i like olaf i think he's great comic relief um so i think that there are elements of this movie that definitely work it's not that it's a, a massive train wreck but it has this kind of preachy apologetic tone to it while also seeming to pander to that traditional formula at the same time. Can I interject interject for just a second? Because you I mentioned guess. Olaf. I'm so sorry. Um, so anyway, I don't. I don't. You like don't Olaf. like Olaf. I he's okay, but to me he seems a little generic. He kind of reminds me of LeFou from uh, mm. Beauty and the Beast a little bit, where it's just like he's just supposed to be kind of a fool, and and. Like a, a sidekicky guy. I mean, mm. of course, he is a sidekick, but see, when I see him, I think he's childlike. I think he's just this very naive, brand new created creature who marvels at the world around him and is rather ignorant of how it actually works. Like that moment when he walks into an icicle and impales himself on it, and he's like, "Oh." I've impaled myself. Hey, now know? that line, I will laugh at every time. Right. That is funny. Like, he, he, he has some genuine, he, uh, to me, one of the few laugh out loud moments of the film almost all belong to him. <laughs> um, and so you got to give the guy some points for that. I see what you're saying about the uh, buffoonery of the character, but I think that's also kind of a Disney trope that is present in a lot of the films. Whether it be, again, going back to Mulan, Mushu, who is kind of the fool. Oh my goodness, I love me some Mushu. Right. And I love Mushu too, but he's this <laughs> silly, uh, you know, kind of uh, comic relief character. So To me, the, this flavor the is a little bit more reminiscent, to me, of LeFou. And I don't know. I don't know. It just is not my flavor. Okay. I hear you. Ain't my style. Okay. All right, so we are on the same page with our week. 
Let us move on then to the fleek. <laughs> okay. Tangled was a was really high up there for me for a long time. And um there are some similarities that connect these three films for sure. I was when I was doing some research, even some of the same actresses were considered mm-hmm. for parts in in different films. Like I believe that Idina Menzel was considered for Rapunzel. Oh. Um cannot cannot hear that. I know, right? But um and I think there were a couple of other people and Kristen Bell was another name that I had read somewhere. That I could hear. That you could hear. Yeah. Um, okay, all right, I'll buy that. Um also interesting little nugget that uh with the animators, the hair there's like a a big hair thing with all three of these films, right? Mm. Rapunzel's got seventy feet of hair and Moana's got that amazing islander hair that, you know, moves and it gets wet and like yeah. that's kind of a special thing. And then Elsa of course has the that like crazy has crazy body in her hair and like somehow like clumps together and goes off to the side. Anyway, I know that this is an angle of the films I have never considered. Um, leave it so, to me. Leave it to me. Mm, I'm, now I'm going to be like focused on the hair the next time I watch any, well, except for Tangled, which the hair is like Obvious. truly in your face the whole film. But now, yeah, next time I watch these other two movies, I'm going to be like, look at Check the hair. Check out the hair. I know specifically, hair. I feel like all three films, they had the animators specially designed programs for their hair. Because it's they're such specialized things in each one of them. I know that Elsa has more strands of hair than Rapunzel. Isn't that interesting? Fascinating. That's fascinating. Um, but I I had to. Uh, there's one of the films that definitely seems more on fleek to me. Talk about female empowerment. I I identify with it because this is a this is a young woman who's coming into her own. She's she's presented with her past becoming uh, strong in her present, and then she finds a way to build the future of her and her entire people because of her journey, and that is Moana. And so <laughs> Moana is on fleek, the on fleekest of the three, even though they're all strong. They all have strong female leads, strong music. Mandy Moore singing Tangled is amazing. And like she, she, did, she did that part really well, and... I can't, you know, somebody else maybe could have done it, but, you know, it just, she did it so well. Um, and Zachary Levi, hi, as Flynn Rider entangled. That is a tough, tough combo to beat. And I'm going to leave the vocal prowess there, even though that pains me because voices and singing and stuff is very important to me. <clears throat> we definitely had some, some good singing in Moana. But to me, it's the storyline that makes it so powerful. And this young woman, she has this connection with her family. She has a very strong uh, relationship with her grandmother that she maintains throughout the film. And her family, and does my family understand me? And, you know, they do. They want her to, to grow into the person she needs to be. But they also have to let her go find, figure out what that is. And that that's familiar that's like the story of all of our lives and so these people you know are are stuck on this island basically because they are afraid and um the island has gone through some 
trauma basically and cannot cannot experience the growth that it potentially could uh, and so Moana sets off onto uh, a journey to collect Maui who is an who is a real a real demigod but he is created after a um a sto- the story of a demigod named Maui mm-hmm. and um Portrayed by... Portrayed by... Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who surprised me very pleasantly in this film. In that um, he was a really... Like, when he's on screen physically, he's huge. Like, he's just a big guy. And so, uh, I wondered how he would do in a film without the physical presence... And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. He still raised his eyebrow. You could still see that. <laughs> right. That little, you know, smile, the little gleam in his eye, even in, even as a cartoon character. And I believe they they modeled Maui's physical prowess on on The Rock and The Rock's family, I believe, and some other people um, who they thought would would bring presence to the role. It did not model the hair. Did not model the hair. In fact, but they did consider making Maui bald. Mm. And they decided not to do that. Because it would have been like The Rock. It would have been 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 The Rock. (laughs) I think somebody looked up something about it being like bad luck or something like that. interesting. Yeah, there was a lot of lore that went into this one, apparently. And I feel like I have a whole another layer of appreciation after having researched it. And of course, watching it for this particular podcast um i will not honestly will not always choose an animated film to watch in my spare time Mm -hmm. i think they're great um, but i won't always choose it with one exception and that is coco i love coco so much and if it had been just animated films in general coco would have been my number one amen hands down boom and i would fight to the death on that one but um (laughs) thank goodness folks (laughs) There will be you no were death spared. here. There would have been one less podcast host, or maybe not. Um, but anyway. Let's not talk about who's going to win in a fight to the death. Can we save that for the bonus okay, episode? Okay, save or that something? for the bonus episode. Our, our friendship is stronger than. Yeah. I would throw down my Coco. lightsaber. Possibly. I would not. <laughs> um, anyway, going back to Moana. Um, and another one of the strengths of Moana is um, the writing that I said to me felt weaker in Frozen. It was a little bit more cliche in my mind, um, a little bit of pandering. And in Moana, um, you had a great uh, songwriting team. There were three, and that was based on the model that was had in The Lion King where mm-hmm. you had um, the Disney pro you had Elton John, so the poppy guy, and then you had um, an an African composer, so that was like the cultural element. Right. And this time it had the same thing. It had an Islander flavor, had the poppy guy, which this time was Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is a genius, and pretty much everything he touches turns to gold. Um, amazing, brilliant thinker and lyricist. And um, you know, and the pro Disney guy. So you had all three of those, and it and it it lends itself to some very um, natural feeling, like almost throwback Disney, while still feeling new and fresh and 
completely uh, pertinent to the storyline and the where the where it was concentrated on the island, so the island feel. Um, and speaking of music, a lot of the music written for films these days is just to me, it's like expositional. It's all mm. like there's the themes aren't strong. It's not something you would sit down and listen to if you were going to listen to instrumental right. music. It's just like this is music you play when you're when you're eating soup. Mm. This is music you play when you're on the laptop because the, I don't know why, but it just is kind of like um, how people tell stories these days in general through film is is they look at you through the camera lens and they're like I'm gonna tell you every aspect of the story. The music has become that way as well, and I don't appreciate it very much. Um, uh, you know, I will herald back to John Williams and and uh, and other previous greats. Not that we don't have some greats working right now, but we're just lacking in that area. I feel like we were fulfilled in the music in Moana, and um, and some of those ways were through some pretty strong themes that get referred mm-hmm. back to. There's some her theme. That kind of runs through that movie, you know, when she sings as she's getting on the boat, and, you know, and mm-hmm. it crops up again and again throughout the course of the fi- film, and it's a beautiful piece of music, but like mm-hmm. you said, uh, it's something that I could listen to, uh, I could put it on and listen to it and enjoy it as it is. I don't have to watch the movie to enjoy the music that is in the movie, and I think that what you're getting at there is that a lot of the times you can't divorce the um, music from the movie and still enjoy the music in and of itself these days. Yeah. And I'm thinking right now, the one that just came into my brain, I'm sorry. I love Marvel. I love it. The Avengers theme, like, gets my heart racing. I love it. But it's kind of that example right? where it's, like, this one is so attached to the Avengers and... It, how, where's the develop? Where's the development of it? And <clears throat> anyway, that's just an example. If you wanna uh, disagree, feel free. But um, at any rate, there's just so many strong uh, ties in the film, and um, it just is really authentic as well. I heard that um, when they were animating the film, uh, they they went on location basically. <laughs> home location to islands and saw lots of chickens and pigs and that's why um, that cute little pig and I can't remember his name oh uh, Poo Pua uh, and um, Hey Hey ended up in the story mm-hmm. Hey Hey was supposed to be like a cocky kind of rooster and they thought that was too like typey um, like we've seen that before and so they they made him kind of an idiot an idiot <laughs> and we get that Hey Hey we love so much um I love that aspect. I also love that kind of like Greek chorus kind of uh, thing going on with Maui's tattoos uh, or yeah. whatever. His his um his his Jiminy Cricket is guy that's with him at all times yes. with his little tattoos that come to life. And incidentally, that is the that is the only piece of animation that is by hand. Oh. It it's that was done by the same guy who did Hercules, like the big stuff. Um, he did. Mm-hmm. He did um, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, like the princesses. Oh, really? Yeah. So he did. He did the Maui's Maui's tattoo uh, art. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, Moana, my number one. What's okay. your number one? 
All right. Well, you waxed so eloquently on that one. <laughs> but I'm going to disagree with you just a smidge. I'm going with Tangled. Okay. Now, before I get into Tangled, I'm going to talk about Moana. Just a smidge. I really love Moana. Like you, I don't go and watch animated films very much. It's just not my cup of tea. But I genuinely sat and enjoyed um, watching this one. Great vocalists. Um, the music is fun. The story was good. For me, if I had to, to nitpick a detail of it, I did not care as much for the ending. Um, the ending, to me, it felt odd. You, what do you mean by ending? Clarify? The ending in which the uh, the 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 MacGuffin of the film. <laughs> There's that word, uh, MacGuffin. <laughs> uh, turns out to be an element of, uh, I guess, nature itself, and that nature about was the, heart of the bad guy, and now it's the good guy because you gave it back what it what, this piece of it. Hold on, and to me that was like a woman scorned. She finally getting a piece of her her soul back and she can be put to rest that was and it was like Moana learning her lesson to know who you are and she was telling the island know who you are here's your heart back and then the island could be herself again it was like the ultimate learning that's great is she learned it herself and did she pass on her learning I'm, I'm, I'm speaking I'm with my arms right now I'm, yes you're being very emotive with your arms <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad for you that you had that experience I did not have that experience. <laughs> I felt like is it because I'm a girl? the island is grumpy because you took something from it. And once you gave the little... Maybe it's because I have young children right now. But I felt like I was looking at uh, a nature giving a temper tantrum. And when you gave it back its toy, it was like, okay, you may go. Got but, my toy back. But that island made everything grow after that. Yeah. Like it, was, it was waiting for that piece to be put back. Look, it was waiting. kids can be fantastic after you give them their toy back. Yeah, but did you steal that toy first? That woman had her heart From stolen. From the child's perspective, That woman had absolutely. her heart stolen. <laughs> Clearly, we are coming at this from two different angles. <laughs> so, I will simply say, for me... <laughs> It felt a little odd. I did not. Mm, I loved it. It was luscious, and she's she like parts the water Moses That's style, great. and she's walking through the the dry land, and she sings that. Mm-hmm. You After know I give my kid back his yeah, toy, she, she sometimes gives... he's like, "Dada, I love you," and it feels great. But at the same time, I'm like, "You love me because I gave you your Spider-Man action figure." I know where this love comes from. So, yeah. But No, no, we're not going to get on the same page. But he doesn't need the Spider-Man. We're not going to get on. Who says he doesn't? He doesn't need the Spider-Man. He needs it. If you took his Ask him if he needs it. If you took his heart. He will tell you that he needs it. A piece of his soul. That is his soul. (laughs) Go ask him. He will tell you. That's his soul. <laughs> getting back and to... And you know better. Getting back I'm to right. my fleek. I'm pick. right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pick Tangled. And we need some time here because I'm sure you're going to argue with me about some of the things I have to say about Tangled. I love Tangles. Well... I do. You still may have things to argue with me about here. So, I love Tangled. 
I think it's fantastic. Um, I love Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi. I think they have great chemistry. I think they're both talented vocalists. I think they've been given good vocal material with which to work. Um, the songs are good. Um, the story I like. I like that it is in many ways a very traditional Disney story, and yet it subverts it just enough to make it unique. Um, for example, her parents ta-da, aren't dead. Isn't that lovely that we can have a princess without dead parents? They're, they're not dead, but they're also mute. They don't the, say one yes. word in the whole film. Well, I said it, tweaked it. I didn't say it got <laughs> rid of all the tropes. All right? Um, and I like how in the beginning of the film, she is um, naive and she's not empowered um, but that as she progresses through the film, she becomes a more complete person. There's growth for her, which I really like. And there is character development for him as well. So it's, it's a case of uh, both of your leads changing and progressing throughout the film in positive ways. And we've seen that in other Disney films before, but I felt like this one did a really good job of that. But I gotta tell you, for me, probably one of the biggest things that makes this one top my list, and this is the part where you, where you may very well may disagree with me, Donna Murphy playing the villain of this piece is, in my opinion, the best Disney villain in an animated film what in existence. Have she you is been smoking? amazing. For one, I think she's probably the most talented villain vocalist out there. Okay. She can sing circles around okay. any other that I have seen. Second, she is evil in this way that you can watch and say, I have seen this in real life. She does this thing where she is constantly undercutting and demeaning Rapunzel and then tweaking it just so, so that it seems loving, but it's cutting and it's hurtful and mm. it's nasty. And manipulative. I, manipulative. And I love that. Manipulative. I could, yes, <laughs> I love seeing the manipulative. I love seeing a villain in a piece who I can look at and say, okay, you are not trying to take over the world. You're not trying to destroy some... You don't have some big scale plan. You really are working on a very micro level. You want this girl to be humbled to the point where she will never leave you. And you can manipulate her for the rest of her life. And I like that smaller she scale. Is, she is beastly. She bad. She's she bad. But you saying she's better than Maleficent? Yes, Yes. Okay, so uh, if we... Well, and let's if, be clear. Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty, the animated film. I'm talking animated yeah, Disney cartoon. Yeah, me too. Better. We're talking about better. Maleficent who can turn into a dragon. Better. Better than Maleficent. I'm not saying that, they, that she would beat her in a fight. But what I'm saying is that in terms of the vocal performance and the singing, in terms of the acting, and in terms of the nuance of how that scripting and everything works, she's better. To she, me, she is compelling. I can't 
not listen to her. When she is speaking, she sucks me in with her evilness. I You're mean, attracted truly. by the evil, Richard? She's compelling. I'm sorry. And mm. when she sings Mother Knows Best, which to me is a fantastic that villain song. That song gets on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know what is amazing about that song? Is that she? it's designed to get on your nerves. She is showing you, I am a terrible human being. Watch how I treat this person. Oh, she's nasty. And I'm not she... gonna fight with you on that. She is she is nasty, she gross, she's absolutely manipulative, horrible uh human being, but to me, not the best. Mm-hmm. Not the best. Well, I'm gonna still hold but if we had Disney like from the beginning, I Sleeping knew that Beauty, this is the uh ground Sleeping upon Beauty. which we would <laughs> That's clash. that's it for me. That's that's my childhood. Every to every weekend we go to Blockbuster Video. Guess what I was getting? Sleeping Beauty every single time. And like I can hear Maleficent's voice. It's like imprinted on my soul. Right. That giant staff thing. Right. It, it crashes onto that floor. That the clink clink and the green coming up and how mm-hmm. she ultimately gets what she wants. It's just so obvious. Now I will agree there's something very relatable about this villain. Because we do know people who are manipulative and try to keep us down. And who, who you know, mingle truth with lies to oppress us. I Yeah, okay. You're right. But that doesn't negate the fact that her character is annoying. And that uh, to, to somebody in a different situation would be really obvious. Um, it works on Rapunzel to a certain extent for a while until she wises up right uh, and she gets experience oh and I'll, I'll also concede this point um flynn and rapunzel possibly the best uh pair disney disney romantic, romantic pair character. of any any film on equal I'll give you footing that. really yeah in, in a way that most others aren't she also was the first one i believe to have supernatural powers disney princess to have supernatural powers I guess until Elsa, but she was the first, I think. And that was, she's good. But maybe that makes Moana all the stronger because she doesn't have supernatural powers. She just has the brains. <laughs> well, then let's just go back to Belle and Beauty and the Beast and say, boom, no supernatural powers, has the brains. I mean, we could we could really, if we're going to do a Princess yes. Dukem out, then. But we don't. Well, but we're, we're not focusing on her. these three. We're focusing gotcha. on these three. <laughs> I, I, I still am going to go with, with my Tangled. And I, it's, I, it's great. Well, and I think Moana's great. So I don't think that we're, 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 we're fighting too hard on this. Although we, we sure did argue about the ending of Moana. I think that, that was, that's going to be a sticking point for, <laughs> for you for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but <laughs> I, I love Tangled. I think it's, it's a great film. Uh, and it, what irritates me is when, when people go nuts over Frozen. And I'm the guy in the yes. corner who's like, Tangled what? is better. Like, what's what's wrong with you? Um, that this is this is the thing that's caught public yeah. uh, excitement. Just like it's it's good. Yeah. Be like, let's not, you know, lose the the brilliance that is there. Sure. It's good. It, it is, is good. But should it be revered? Yeah. No. 
I, I don't think it's the milestone that everyone paints it to be. It's uh, so often it's touted as this progressive and uh, groundbreaking and powerful thing. And when you really look at the movie, it it hedges its bets for sure. It doesn't have a female in the lead who is a queen, who's has these powers, who uh, doesn't have a romantic lead uh, or person in the film. Absolutely. It's got all that in a bag of chips. Um, but it's it's really not as good as people seem to think it is. It's not a bad movie, but it, I, I will... I'm not convinced. I, I don't think I'll ever be sold on it as being a top-tier Disney film to me. You know, and I think that we can come together on this one, possibly because we don't see ourselves in it. Mm. I don't see myself in that film anywhere. I see myself in Moana. I see myself in Tangled. Yeah. I do not see myself in Frozen. It's completely foreign. Yeah. And like that doesn't mean you can't appreciate a concept like that. Sure. But like that's what art is about is observing it and f- and living it and feeling it and breathing it and let it become a part of you and let it change you and for this for me this film was like it's just like out there like you observe it out there but it has nothing to do with me in my maybe life. Maybe we aren't sufficiently woke. Oh, maybe that's the truth. Maybe we need some introspection on our wokeness level. <laughs> Or maybe I need an Olaf sidekick. Maybe. Maybe you need someone willing to get impaled to get you a laugh. Maybe. I am not that friend. I will not (laughs) get impaled so you can laugh. Um, I I would never dream of you being that friend either. Well, that's sweet of you. So let's give these... Even after that fight we just had. (laughs) So let's give these three films a uh, ranking. Okay. Collectively. Out of uh, ten Disney castles, how many castles do you give these three films together? Female-led, animated, musicals. Tangled, solid. Moana, solid. Frozen, solid as ice. (laughs) Which is how solid exactly? (laughs) Um, ooh. I think I'm gonna settle. I'm gonna settle around an eight for what it is. Mm. Though again, I am very choosy about animated films, and would not automatically go to any one of these three, even though I really like, really, really like two out of the three. But liked all three of them. Right. I'm gonna go with seven, and Frozen drags down the average for me quite a bit. I'd say. It's just, it's kind of like when someone tells you how amazing something is over and over and over again. And then when you finally see it, your expectations are perhaps so high that when it doesn't meet them, it boy, it doesn't meet them. And I think that's how Frozen was for me is by the time I saw it, I had heard how it was the bee's knees so much that I was like, you are not the bee's knees. (laughs) You are some other bee body part. Do you think that... <laughs> Do you think it's because people told you it was the bee's knees that you were like, no, I'm, I'm going to go in there with... No, it's not going to be. No, actually, I think I went in with pretty high expectations. Um, because 
people were really touting it. And I, I do, in general, like Disney musicals and, and things of that nature. And it just did not... Um, it did not meet those high expectations. Did not do it for you, huh? So that's where I'm at. All right. All right. It was good. So, for the record, we are recommending all three of these movies to be watched. Sure. However, you will not find yourself in Frozen, and if you do, you should really get that um, that ice power checked out. Mm, indeed. Or you should take your sister to the doctor so she can get it checked out. Mm-hmm. While you also go to the doctor because your sister ice stabbed you through the heart. And you kind of have like PTSD for, for <laughs> having to basically bring up yourself and you mm-hmm. had no companionship and the castle stood up all by yourself. You don't find that relatable? Mm, no. Okay. Well, different strokes for different <laughs> folks. All right. Well, farewell, dear listener. And we shall see you next time.